Vegas Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels People I Don't Hate Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting with Simon Street and DJ Impact. Today we welcome one of our favorite people here in Las Vegas, our favorite people in wrestling, Impact Wrestling's very own Kenny King. What's going on, Kenny? Nice to see you, man. Good to see you boys too. It's always good to be back. It's beautiful out here enjoying this beautiful Vegas day. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, let me ask you, it's tw- uh, 10 years 2012 when you first came technically back into tna um and tna went from tna to impact wrestling over the past decade now that you're back what is the main difference that you've seen between what it was like back then and what it's like right now um i would just say that behind the scenes it's ran by it, it, it's ran in a different in, a, in much more like a player coach environment there's more uh it's a lot less uh, how do i be politically correct right uh <laughs> there's a lot of more people who, who have done done the job so they kind of know what it's like so there's so it, it's a different feel as far as the way that things are ran things are delegated a little bit more evenly sure. uh, and uh and you know it's uh it, it just feels it there's a different feel in the locker room a different feel backstage so um because you know in, in any iteration of impact with tna that i've ever been in the locker room's always been the least of the issues right uh, the worker the the work the um the characters the everything um was always you know what was keeping it keeping it alive so it's good to have kind of um both sides even out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and just to let listeners and viewers know, Impact Wrestling is here in Vegas this weekend. It's Friday the 21st, Saturday the 22nd. It's the Sin City Showdown at Sam's Town Casino, and it's at 7 p.m., so get your tickets now. Um, and it's going to be wonderful to see you again in Vegas in an Impact ring, which that hasn't been seen in a long time. So Never. Oh yeah. no no no! There was there was a time at the Orleans, I think. I think yeah. that was the only time. But I've never wrestled at Sam's Town for Impact. Uh, every time, been for Ring of Honor, which has been crazy. But yeah. yeah. So you know what? I gotta ask Kenny King. You forty one. I'm forty one. All right. The difference is when I look at you and I see you in the ring, you don't move like a forty one year old. I need to know what is the secret, man. What 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 kind of supplements you taking? What are you doing? You hanging upside down on a little back squat, whatever it is. You gotta let me know, man, because when I see you in the ring, you spry like a twenty seven year old. <laughs> what you don't see is me when I get back to that locker room. <laughs> <That's what> you, <laughs> don't <see. laughs> you don't see me in that hotel room later. That's what you don't see. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm blessed though. Um, I, I do a lot of um, preventative maintenance, man. I do a lot of. I, I'm in a yoga. Um, uh, Bikram hot yoga is is one of the things. I mean, knock on wood, grain, but like, uh, it's it's one of the things that's helped my career a ton as far as injuries and and just kind of maintenance and and my joints and whatnot. Um, I don't 
you know, I listen, I listen to my body. And I think that then that's the number one thing uh, as we start to get older, we still have this mindset of, nah, bro, I can do that. I'm, I'm, I did this once. I, yeah, I, I jumped off this thing twice. My knees should be fine. <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. You know, you have to listen right. to your body. And, uh, and, and as much as your ego might tell you, oh, bro, you can still do this. You can still do that. Uh, your body's going to tell you, hey, let, let Trey Miguel do that. He got the, he got the young man, right? <laughs> so um, it, it's, it's learning uh, and, and being honest with myself and say, all right, well, yes, I could probably, I did do that. That was nice. But maybe if I did this, um, you know, learning how to adjust your style, learning how to adjust the things that you do uh, is kind of promoting longevity. Now, kind of a follow up with that question is, you know, you see a lot of, you know, uh, you know wrestlers kind of extend their career. Now, that's not like that's nothing that has been done before, but we're starting to see more of like you kind of stated that consciousness. Right. Do you see that more prevalent, you know, with with, you know, people that, that are up there at age like yourself? You know, to where they're still able to be at a high level. Well, I'm saying, like, no, nah, I'm, I'm keeping it real, keep it real. But the thing is, real. You're, you're, but, but I'm saying, your body of work is that mm. literally, for a long time ago, 41 year old might might start showing some cracks. You haven't, man. You've been steaming up almost the same as back when you were in TNA Impact Wrestling. At least from what I'm seeing from a product standpoint. So, are you starting to see that that's something along the lines? of a lot of people that's getting up there in age, like being more conscious. Do you think that that's really part of the game? Well, I think, man, uh, and this is no shade at all, right? But I think my generation is the group that kind of came up with the Cauliflower Alley Club, right? And mm -hmm. Cauliflower Alley is a very prestigious organization. It's a, it's a great uh, way for guys who are you know, older in the business still get their props and still kind of re reunite and, and you know, it's a good way to, to mix the old, uh, you know, the older generations and the newer generations kind of together, right? But I can remember um, seeing some of those guys and seeing how it took them a long time to walk across the floor and, and, and do some of those things. And these guys wrestled in like the 70s and the 80s where, you know, a, a standing suplex was a, was a go home. And, and, and right? some of the things that we do now, um, wouldn't even be be thought of so so i think that what you're seeing from i mean at least, at least guys in my generation like frankie gazarian is another example of this I, you know mm -hmm. frankie is, is is another guy who just just is timeless caprice coleman is another example of this um i think we starting to see you know we we saw that uh, that was maybe our de our destiny and maybe looked at that looked looked and said okay maybe there's a different way maybe we can start taking care of ourselves a different way maybe we can look at the later the i mean <laughs> this is the latter half of our life you know when when whenever i decide to hang it up i got a lot more years to live so i don't want my life to be um a, a constant testament to my wrestling career so that's kind of what i've been thinking about is is how do i still do this at a high level but still kind of you know maintain um my health because that's important too um you know when you got the opportunity to come into impact wrestling what was it about joining in with honor no more that did it did it give you a little rejuvenation and a little like 
hey, man, this is going to be a fun little opportunity to come in here and just kind of shake things up a little bit because it was one of our favorite things to see you show up with that group, man. And I think that it was just, you know, almost, I mean, with all that stuff that's out there now on the internet and you kind of get stuff ruined, for me, that wasn't a spoiler that I saw coming. And it was just awesome to see you. What was that opportunity like? Uh, I mean, I, I have... I'm, I'm eternally grateful to, to Impact Wrestling, you know, uh, with Ring of Honor kind of evaporating uh, at, the, at the end of last year. You know, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of concern, right, and, uh, and impact. Uh, you know, I, I've been speaking to D'Lo for a while, uh, you know, and, and he had even, I remember one time I, when I'd re-signed with ROH, he kind of, you know, jokingly told me off like why don't you ever tell me when your deal's up blah, blah, blah. I'm like damn deal I didn't even know it was a thing so you know I so I had I you know we say communication and um getting that kind you know having that communication when getting that contact like hey this is what we like to do this is who we like to do it with and uh and you know the the best things in wrestling are the things that kind of blur the lines of reality and the things that you can kind of see ah is that are they talking are they, are they shooting is this real what are they saying um, and I think Ali No More was an opportunity to kind of do that, to jump in, um, to to you know maybe air some grievances, to to lift the curtain a little bit uh, mm -hmm. behind some of the things that uh, and, and nothing uh, that was said by any member at any time uh, was 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 untrue or or even like sh or even a shoot. It's just kind of how it, 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 something like that can happen in any company, right? So it's just the, the industry in general, and I think that that's what. Um, made I don't know more kind of different because it wasn't just we just we're just not railing on Ring of Honor any, any lots of people anybody in this business who's been here long enough knows that uh wrestling business don't have much love for you it's a lovely business but as a pro wrestler you have to realize the business doesn't love you so um and that is uh, and that's kind of uh that's kind of where we took it and, and and I feel like that's why it worked um is DJ Impact, you're back. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm having all types of little <laughs> connection issues in my car. Bluetooth not working, whatever. Um, so I kind of, I kind of heard a little bit of, of, of what was said there, um, Kenny. I'm, I'm first off. Um, I watch Impact on a regular basis. Uh, always a huge fan. Uh, I will tell you this: going back to Honor No More. To me, it was something that was just done. I think it was done just correctly. When when the whole thing happened with Ring of Honor and you had guys that split over to Impact and guys that split over to AEW. And of course, this this is just my opinion. I just thought Impact was just more prepared with coming out with the entire I don't know more. The storyline was great. You literally had guys that were upset at what happened with their mm -hmm. with their with their company, with their business. And and now, listen. All that honor that we we spoke of, because that, of course, honor was a part of Ring of Honor's code. You know, there's no more honor, and I just thought overall it was just very well put together. Um, uh, you know, with with what we were watching, and even up to last the, uh, this past week's show, you know, the storyline still goes with Matt Taven saying, "Hey, Scott Demore has something um, against us still after ten months of being here." I just got to ask you, did you really think that Honor No More was really just going to become as big as it is? And, you know, do you think it was actually just done right as the transition was coming out of Ring of Honor over into Impact? 
I, I feel like it had to be done right. And I feel like that's the only reason why any of us kind of signed on for it. We kind of knew, you know, what we wanted, you know, who, once we knew who was involved in it, then we kind of knew that we were, uh, we were going to make it ours and, and, and a certain way that we wanted to push it. Um, so, so I do think it was done right. I do think that the layers of it and, and then, and then, you know, uh, because uh, invasion angles, man, you know they're they're passe. It's it, it can go one way or it can go the other. But this wasn't necessarily yeah. an invasion angle as much it was as it was kind of like an invasion and like unveiling Mr. McMahon as the as the as the the, the, the chosen one. You know, and like Eddie Edwards. Mm -hmm. Eddie Edwards really hurt some people with that. You know, sure, I mean, yeah. people people were really sick right. at Eddie Edwards when he hit Rhino with that uh, with that kendo stick. So. Um, and it just made perfect sense. Like Eddie is the crown jewel of this because who's been hosed by impact more than Eddie, right? Like, right. Um, you know, you mean you tell me, and this is something I thought even when I was uh, with Ring of Honor, I was like, you mean to tell me with all the AEW impact crossover, Eddie Edwards can't get a match on Dynamite or, or mm -hmm. like, like what? Eddie right, Edwards, right. You yeah. know, Eddie Edwards can't? So, yeah, right. Um, so Eddie had a, a legitimate axe to grind, and then just the way that it was put together, all of us. I mean, you know, and 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 it, and it can fall apart if you don't have the mouthpieces to 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 to, yeah. you know, to to follow the action, right? We can jump and beat people up all we want, but if we can't carry the story with the promos and the mouthpieces, um, and that's another reason why it worked out so well is because it it you, you have so many different dynamic when you, when you're trying to put these promos together, like we're just trying to not make it a Vincent promo, not make it a Kenny King promo, not make it a Taven or Bennett thing. Um, mm -hmm. And so it was like, well, how can we just mix this? What What's the right, you know, if it's like recipe, what's the right amount of this? What's the right amount of Kenny? What's the right amount of Taven? And I feel like we found that recipe uh, with our backstage promo. We found the recipe with the, with the onstage promo. So uh, it, it was as good as that sort of an, an angle as I feel like you could do or has been done in a long time. Well, you know, uh, it, let's talk a little bit more about that. So the, the thing that you had mentioned is is creating these promos to where like it blends a little bit of reality, something that's believable, right? The one thing that I do like about Impact and Ring of Honor fans is that they tend to be a little bit more engaged in their product and a little bit more realistic. So for them, they're not just seeing Kenny King. You know, they're looking at Kenny King and looking up what he's done in the background. You know, they're looking up, you know, Taven, seeing what he's done in the background. They love that. And that's the great thing about Impact um, Wrestling fans as well as RH fans, you know, which is now kind of blended them together. The great thing that I like, the why that transpired, in my opinion, that really went well, was because when you look at the, 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 the body of work that is Kenny King, is you see a company guy. Right. You see a guy that, you know, if you look deeper, he's somebody that is tutelaging the younger generation and training people. So when you came in, it was like, whoa, it's like, OK, the company guy, it was almost like to a certain extent, like, uh, you know, if you were an Avenger, you'd be Falcon. Like, oh, wow. Well, Falcon's pissed. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, again, you know, kudos to y'all for coming to like brainstorming those ideas because it really did make it to where it wasn't just complainers. It was really a legitimate gripe. And, and I'm sure that's probably what you guys were kind of going for. You know, um, the reason why I bring that up is because now that you're in impact wrestling, right? Officially, you trained that in a Chris Bay, which is rising star on and going. And, and you were a huge part of that career. 
How does that feel, first and foremost, but also, too, the fact that y'all will be crossing paths? And, you know, he's going to be a challenger. How do you feel about that? I mean, you know, I, 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 uh, one of the things I always say about Chris Bay uh, is that, you know, when I talk to like other guys who train people, I say, and I look at Chris Bay and I point at him and say, my Padawan is way fresher than yours, right? (laughs) (laughs) My Padawan is the freshest one out here, man. He is, I mean, Chris Bay is, um, and he's that dude, right? Like, and I, and I knew it from, from very, very early on. one of one of my favorite Chris Bay stories is early on um, we're training and he says to me something about I think our way just come in town. He's like, hey, man, how do I get some Bullet Club merch? And I looked at him. and I was like, bro, you better worry about getting some Chris Bay merch. Don't worry about no damn Bullet Club merch. You want to spend money on on Bullet Club merch while you training? And now Chris Bay has Bullet Club merch, right? So, uh, you know, that's a dude that I am just incredibly proud of. Um, he's, he's, he does it the right way. You know, he, he's doing it the right way. He's, he's, his skill set. He's always improving his skill set. He's always improving himself. Um, so, uh, seeing him sign, you know, continuously sign deals with the company and be, you know, be continuously be a hot commodity in the industry. Uh, it just makes me happy. And, you know, I, I, I'm already one up on him this year. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, never, I'm not going to not mention that. But uh, you know, there's gonna be there's gonna come a time where you know that 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 speed that speed we talked about is gonna even out maybe a little bit. And he might surpass me, but that uh, maybe not this year. Maybe not 2023 neither. Oof, love it, love it. Um, you know, DJ Impact. Do you do you have another question there? I, I do you have another question? Um, you know, I'll I'll, I'll just ask just one quick one, and I'll I'll be done because. Uh, I, it's funny. I I can only hear like my volume is on like level ten, <laughs> you know. So I gotta listen really closely. Um, but Kenny, going back to the training thing, I wanted to ask you: Was training something that you always wanted to do, or did somebody s- saw you and said, "You know, Kenny, you should also train," and so you thought about it, and then you decided to do it, and you and you come to enjoy it. What was it more? Someone told you or you always wanted to do it? Um, I don't think it's ever something that I thought that I would do. Uh, I thought that it was just, you know, that that was just kind of a thing that you did when you were done wrestling and you or, or mm. you know, how they say those that can't do teach or whatever, like that kind of thing. And and I always say to my students now, but there's a, there's a ton of money in the wrestling business, right? Not all of it is in the ring. So, um there are there is a need for trainers as much as there is a need for managers and, and there's all sorts of things that make this thing go. Um, and I think it was how I started was I just started running seminars at FSW and uh, and I would run seminars you know like once every two weeks or whatever when I was home and uh, and I think it was watching people progress and then. As I would, you know, two weeks later, I maybe run another seminar and see, like, hey man, I was working on this, and then seeing people progress, and then not only the progression, but like it just did something to the the, the two thousand two, two thousand three Kenny that was in those shoes, that was hungry, that was, you know, leaving work and coming to wrestling practice and had my training click, and we, you know, get beat up, beat up and go to Denny's together and all that, you know what I mean? Like this, this, this shit happens before contracts and, 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 
and politics and all that other and, and, and where I live now. Um, and that is why I still do it. That that's that's what what keeps me uh, in the game is because they they they're so hungry and they're so um, there's just an energy to that man. There's an energy to, to because I, I my number one question is like why do you want to do this? And I listen and uh, and I don't think well there is one wrong answer right. The only wrong answer is I want to be John Cena. I want to be the Rock. I want to make a million dollars right because. There's only one of those. <laughs> there's only one John Cena. There's only one, and there's a whole lot of us, right? So if you if you decide to take to start wrestling training while thinking that, then then that is just that's an unattainable goal. But as long as it's something that comes from man, I've been I love this all my life. Uh, I watched this with my dad. I knew this was something. Wherever it comes from, as long as it comes from in here, then we can work with that. That is. Uh, you know, not every one of my trainees is the most athletically and physically talented, but all of them got heart and all of them want to do this. And all of them know that you're risking physically debilitating yourself for the rest of your life to do this. And all of them are like, I'll see you on Wednesday. So uh, if they're willing to give me that, then I, you know, then I give them what I got. Yeah, it's, that's incredible uh, to, to hear that philosophy. And to know all the, the people that you've influenced over the years, which, you know, is, is remarkable. Um, as we kind of get to wrap up here, I just wanted to remind people uh, it's the Sin City Showdown this Friday and Saturday, 21st and 22nd, here in Las Vegas at Sam's uh, Town Casino, uh, 7 p.m. start. Kenny, now that you're settled into Impact, now that you've got it going, is there someone on that roster that you've never worked in the ring before that you're looking forward to potentially getting the opportunity to? Yeah, man, there's a couple guys who, uh, who in my time away have kind of come in and stepped up and really have shown that they're, they're the guys, you know, I mean, top of my list is the champ, man. Josh Alexander has proven why they call him the walking weapon, why he, he was, he's the guy because he's consistent, uh, I mean, he's he's a he's steady as they go, man. Uh, yep. he, he's a hell of a guy. Uh, got to watch that match with him and Eddie Eddie Edwards at Bound for yep. Glory was 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 a clinic. It was an absolute classic. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'd love to be involved in something like that with Josh. Uh, I've never been uh, in a one on one match with Moose. Uh, oh, I'd love that, to see that. Yeah, that would be that's one. Uh, and you know, um, like another guy that I see that I feel like we would have, we would knock each other's heads off Steve Macklin. Like, you know, Steve yes. Macklin is a rough and tumble kind of cat that I feel like, yep. okay, okay, let's get to it, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and finally, you know, you brought up Josh Alexander. Uh, you know, I, I swore, I swore at Bound for Glory, I, I saw a little, I don't know, low blow. Did, did that actually happen, Kenny? Did, did someone give a low blow? Who? When? <laughs> I wasn't even. I wasn't even down there. I, I, I was back. So Scott Demore watching to try to, to find anybody. I wasn't even down there, bro. I, you know, that was Taven and Bennett, but they're gone. So find them. Yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, eyesight. I'm get. I'm older than you are. So right. You know, that's the guy you got to wear your glasses when you watch this stuff. Yeah, man. He <laughs> got two pair of glasses. So 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 you got one for far away and one for close up. Yeah, 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 man. You better buy your buy and try focus, bro. There you go. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, 
Kenny, I got, I, I got not so much a question, but I want to say one last statement to you before we do wrap it up. I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you have done inside and outside of the ring, especially with bringing up, you know, uh, tutelaging uh, younger people to get into this industry and hit them with the hard quick questions. Because, you know, I think one thing that we can all agree on is that we are fans of the product. And you have been one of, you know, a group that's starting to get there that's doing it the right way. You talked about Chris Bay doing it the right way. You are doing it the right way. And um, it's interesting to hear that you didn't even think that this was your calling in that direction. And you stepping into that really is uh, preserving um, this industry, you know, in a way to where lines can get blurred and corners can be cut. You make sure that you're cultivating the next talent to be solid and to be forthright and to do this the right way. So I just want to say I appreciate you. Man, thank you. Bro. I, I really appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. Well, yeah. And, and uh, you know, to, to kind of piggyback on that, um, it's not only seeing that, but seeing the fans, especially when we see you wrestle live in Vegas, their love and their reaction to everything you do, it just it blows my mind when I think back and I think of that young Kenny King that I used to watch, right? And it's just like, wow, man. It, it shows that when you put the time, you put the effort, and you keep a level head about things, mm -hmm. that you accomplish what you say you're going to accomplish. And you did that. And I think that anyone who ever doubted you when you were younger now can look at you and go, man, that guy, he said he was going to do something, and he set out, and he did it, and he's been successful. And I think that's one of the best things because, Vegas, we love you. Everyone here I'm loves saying. you. So – you know, it's 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 something that we we just feel very passionate about, Kenny King, man. Well, thank you, man. This is this is uh, one of the best times of year for me, uh, being able to wrestle here uh, and wrestle in front of these Vegas fans. Because you know, like Vegas, uh, quiet is quiet kept, man. Vegas has got some of the most rabid and most most excited and energetic fans. You know, it's it's not a place that you really think about. Um, but over the last couple of years, it's really got Vegas has really got an opportunity to show that, you know, Vegas can hang with Philly or Chicago or, or any of these other, you know, major markets when it comes to fan fan base. So it's been yep. really um, it's it's been a pleasure for me to grow, come from. I mean, when I first started, there was there was you couldn't get 60 people uh, at, at a wrestling show, you know. And the fact that, you know, casino show, casino shows, casinos wouldn't even look at wrestling. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, I remember those guys. Now it's a thing. Now, now, you know, uh, it's it's a real it's a real real thing in Vegas. So uh, I'm I'm very proud. Um, I feel very honored to be a part of that. Um, and I and I, I'm just happy to keep doing what I do in front of you guys. No doubt. Kenny, if you could do me one favor, man, go steal your intro theme that you had over at ring of honor and bring it over here to impact i yes. need that K -K -K. Yes. please bring that everything about that is hot yes uh, I, I i agree i agree i um <laughs> I, I will sneak preview this though I, I i so i was supposed to debut this is this is actually uh old news but i was supposed to debut at hard to kill last year um mm. and i got covid <laughs> 
unbeknownst to me, I didn't even know that I had it right. <laughs> but as I'm leaving, so I ended up driving back because they were like, well, you have to say it was like, yeah, I'm not staying in Dallas. So I ended up driving back from Dallas to Vegas. Um, but as I'm leaving the hotel, uh, I run into the Cottonmouth Kings, right? <laughs> and a, a very long story about it is that I actually like hijacked the Cottonmouth Kings logo for the Kenny King logo. Like when I first started, like indie, indie Kenny, right? Uh, I had friends <laughs> like, Cottonmouth Kings is going to sue you. I'm like, they don't know who I am. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> but, uh, but fast forward, uh, we might actually be in in the process of putting some Cottonmouth King, Kenny King uh, what? together. So we'll see how it goes. Nice. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> wow. So that's some that's some exciting news, dude. Yeah, that's oh man, dude. See, but that's that's one of the things I think that you just can't you can't put a value on the fact that you just run into opportunities sometimes that you never know are coming. And yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that you had COVID and wanted to get the hell out of there, you probably wouldn't have bumped into them. Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely man everything everything i mean butterfly effect right everything kind of just falls in the line yep love it all right everyone thank you for tuning in again thank you kenny king for uh sitting down with us man we appreciate it um we hope that uh wrestling fans here in vegas get their fill of uh kenny this weekend and uh man uh it's gonna be a pleasure seeing you wrestle uh the you know next three nights uh at uh well uh, next two nights for impact and then there's another show on sunday for a, for a different company that i don't know <laughs> but but we appreciate it. Three nights. awesome all right everyone thank you for tuning in and uh we'll see you guys next Bad Boys of Podcasting.